It's a balabushka. Eddie gave it to me. What is up, ladies and germs? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Happy to have you here, and welcome back to another beautiful, psychiatrically evaluated and approved, uh, gluttonous and fast gambling edition. Of Requiem for a Tuesday. Not thinking that well on my feet. You'll know why in a minute. But I'm Adam Pecora. Welcome back. Maybe for the first time. What an impression I've already made, I'm sure. Uh, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here. We got a lot to get into today. First things first. Uh, check out the merch. Rfat.bigcartel.com what else we got? We got music, Wolf X. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music. Got a couple things on YouTube. I don't really know. Multiplex, we got an album in the works. Been teasing it, been talking about it. Still not any news to share, but it is on its way. Also, Apple, Spotify, you know, check the biz. Bandcamp, that's the other one for both. You know, rfabpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. What do you got? Let us know. I don't know. Maybe you got something to say. We'll talk. And, you know, just rate, review, subscribe. Goes. It's the biggest. It's the best. You know, got to have those subs. No tuna, please. Right? People? You know what I'm talking about. You get it. It's relevant topics. <laughs> uh, we don't have many relevant topics today. In fact, the newest movie I'm going to talk about came out uh, 35 years ago. So, buckle up. <laughs> no, that's not entirely true. Well, first things first, I'm just going to get down to brass tacks. We've had a lot of hurdles to jump over. To get to where we are on this episode today right here. So, you know, just bear with me. I've had it up to here. You can only imagine how high my hand is raised as I say that. It's higher than you think, okay? Um, but we've we made it, you know, perseverance always. Exponential growth only, as we say. First things first, okay, so we're talking about The Hustler and The Color of Money today in prep. Long ago, I you know, I've been talking this episode up for weeks now. I've had the DVDs, both brand new, sealed, incredible deals, I might add. Uh, what, what I've learned, a side note, to a side note... So a lot of people in my generation, this current generation and younger, because who knows what's what anymore. I don't know what I am or where I am. I'm just here and somebody thinks I'm an idiot unjustifiably, but that's fine because I know they are too. So we're good. Um, People don't like eBay. People don't know eBay. They don't understand what it is, what it does, what it's for. Um, a grave miscalculation, I will say, by an entire generation to just not understand that you can get things for way cheaper. And it's the same thing as Amazon. You know, like Amazon ripped off eBay. In, like, oh, here's sellers selling stuff. Get it direct. Like... Where do you think that came from? Like, where do you think PayPal came from? You trust PayPal? I'm sure you do. You shouldn't. Well, you should. But also, they're the shitty one. They're the shitty half of the company. Hate dealing with PayPal. You know? If you ever need a refund, it's going to be a bitch. Let me just let you know that right now. Um, 
Anyway, you get your DVDs cheaper than it costs to rent them online. It's like, what are you doing, people? I'm sure you have a computer. You got an Xbox. You got something. You can play DVDs still. Don't act like you're not interested in that. Oh, my God. There's a giant fly in the room. It's terrifying. Not a big bug guy. Uh, Going to take a little breather to try to get this thing out of here. We'll be right back. And just like that, we're back. Uh, don't know if the fly is removed. Still terrified, still paranoid, but still rolling because that's what I do for the people. Like I said, the hurdles that I have to jump through this week are just outrageous, outlandish. You couldn't make this stuff up. So anyway, the DVDs arrive. Sealed, both brand new. Okay? Even may have spent a little extra to get the sealed one. You know, a couple bucks. I figure let's go big. This is a moment, right? Anywho, I'm an hour into The Hustler. You know, not to spoil anything. I'm liking it. It's good. And it pauses, but I'm a little out of it. Not going to lie. A little, little hazy blazy. I may fa- I fall asleep. You know, hour or two, no big <laughs> in the middle of the day. And it uh, it doesn't compute with me why the movie's paused when I awake, but the movie's paused, like an hour, five minutes in. And I'm like, all right, resume. Doesn't resume. I'm like, ah, oh. you know, and I, I like just woke up. So you still got that like, oh, what's really going on? You know, I don't. I don't really know how to adjust. I didn't know that I fell asleep. It's one of those awkward, like, oh, I got the neck sweat. You know, I don't know how to appropriately address the state that I'm in. Let's just put it like that. And I don't know. I try all the troubleshooting I can, you know. I quit the app. You know, I'm watching it on my Xbox. I quit the DVD app. Reopen it. Doesn't work. Take the disc out. Put it back in. Doesn't work. Restart the entire Xbox. You have to, like, try to restart it now. It's not a regular function anymore. Doesn't work. I'm just fiddling, fiddling, fiddling. Can't get it. For whatever reason, this disc, after... An hour five doesn't work. You go to scene selection, you try to go to the scene past it. Doesn't work. There's just no way around it. You know, you try to fast forward, you try to skip, you try to do whatever. Nothing allows you to go past an hour five minutes on this disc. So I am up in arms. I'm crabby straight out of a nap. Just trying to fucking watch Paul Newman make some fucking pool shots. And it won't let me. And I don't know what to do. And that's... I've I've been over this rant. But, like, the most frustrating thing about technology is, like... The more modern tech has gotten, the way the trajectory has been, it has been more easier to use and user-friendly, but it has been irreparable. You know what I mean? Like, you ever have a Bluetooth device and you can't get it to connect? Or, like, it does connect, but then it'll, like disconnect after a little bit like I had an issue with Google Maps where the voice just stopped coming through my Bluetooth on Google Maps I needed to use it in a car because the speakers were shot don't worry about it and I just couldn't get them back and there's nothing to do you turn it off and on and then that's it you don't have any other chances (laughs) you quit the app you reopen it those are your two troubleshooting things on both sides there's nothing you could ever try to make things work, and that is just befuddling. And I can think of no word better suited to describe it. Uh, but see, like this, right? Like I'm recording this on audio. There's cables, there's a, there's a mixer, there's a, an interface, there's a computer. There are things that I can toy with if for some reason there were to be a malfunction, and there's like steps I could take, you know? And the fact that those steps don't exist is just outlandish. It's another another acceptable word that you can use. My two words of the day. 
anyway, <laughs> so there's nothing I could do because those were the steps. It's the DVD. And here's the thing. DVD is not great for a lot of steps either. You know, you run out of them. At least I had a few options. Anyway, I pull up the disc. I take a look at the bottom. And there's just like, there's no scratches, but I don't know how to explain it other than not, not that I'm trying to do a Seinfeld thing here, but there was just like a massive discoloration in like a swirl through the disc in like part of the circle where I don't know how to explain it. Like it's not that shiny silver. It was like a dark gray with like gradients and liquid look. Like oily almost, the way oil looks on pavement, kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but regardless, there's a ring of some other type of texture that should not be. And safe to conclude that that's what it is. I, I mean, can't say for sure, but regardless, big setback. Plus the nap. Ah, my goal was to record last night is the point. Don't know if I said that. Still getting to my reasons. Anyway. Round two. Try to go right into the color of money. Well. Try to watch this one. In the living room. Okay. Got a nicer TV in the living room. Shout out to Ricky. Who's been on the show before. Wanted to watch the movie. Was a Hustler fan. We don't really have a DVD player out there. Try to do it on a laptop that we happen to have has a DVD player. Have to jump through a million hoops to try to get that going. Once we get it going, terrible quality, sound, and visual. And I'm not really a big like, oh, this is only 720p. Don't care. It was so noticeable. Like, Tom Cruise was almost chipmunked in his voiceover at the beginning. The screen was cropped and low res. It was a nightmare, right? Then we're just like, fuck it. DVD's not going to work. Let's just rent it digitally. We can easily access it. We have YouTube available on the TV. Got a smart TV. You know, the whole works. Big time over here. We're doing it big. Anywho. Doesn't work. Says age-restricted. Doesn't make any sense. We're signed into an account that doesn't have age restrictions on it. Does not let us watch the movie. Can play it no problem on a phone, iPad, <laughs> you name it. Doesn't work on the TV specifically. After many minutes of, again, there's no troubleshooting. It either just works or it doesn't. All we did was close the app, reopen it, turn it off, turn it on, the setting, boom. Still doesn't work. Find out you got to input the birthday. Okay, boom. Problem solved. Finally, we're watching it. Anyway, next thing you know, it's 11 p.m. I can't record. Daddy's got to work. Okay. Daddy went to work. Had a quick day. Quicker than I thought. Ended up having some beers. Hence... It's a little bit of a loser feel today, if you know if you catch my drift, okay? Daddy's a little buzzed still. But we're here, we're prepared, we're ready to play, and we're doing it. So And then the Wi Fi wouldn't connect on the Mac as soon as I turned it on. Not that I needed to record, but I need it regardless. So I was like, fuck, what am I gonna have to tinker with this garbage? The Bluetooth barely works. The M1 Mac Mini, a wonderful device in every aspect. I did no research into its Bluetooth quality because I figured we figured that out now. Everybody can do Bluetooth, no problem. Turns out the M1 Mac Mini cannot do Bluetooth. Lucky me, bought a brand new Bluetooth keyboard and mouse to go with the new computer. It has been a frustrating disaster. So that was a problem, and then the Wi-Fi, and then I finally got it, and now here we are. Now we're started. Now I'm fucking 15 minutes in, and th this is my life. You know, it's just a series of slightly discomforting and detourish, but not really, you know, like a couple minutes here or there. Nothing's ever a big delay. Never really late. 
But it was never easy. Nothing's ever easy. You gotta love it. I I heard, I remember distinctly hearing Jamie Foxx say this on some late night show at some point in, let's ballpark it at six years. (laughs) But regardless, he was Oscar winner, A-lister Jamie Foxx, and he was like, I make shit hard on myself all the time. Gotta stay funny. And I was like, you know what, Jamie Foxx? I do that subconsciously. But uh, even still, I firmly agree, just in that aspect. And now I almost do it consciously. But anything that is like a technological shortcoming, definitely not on purpose. I'm just angry. That's all. Just angry. Didn't want it. Don't want the anger. Hate it. But yet I feel it. Yet I feel it. Anywho, like I said, we're doing... The Hustler, The Color of Money, Legendary, Pool Films, Billiards, if you're a fucking asshole. Uh, But first, a couple of other little notes wanted to touch on. I had mentioned the new Soderbergh flick on HBO, No Sudden Move, briefly, in passing, Finally watched it. It was horrible. I hated it. Don't watch it. I mean, watch it if you feel like it, I guess. But I thought it was really bad. I thought it wanted to be a lot of things and didn't execute any of them particularly well. Uh, It's a period movie. It's almost like trying to be like, uh, it's kind of like out of sight, I guess, in a couple ways, maybe. Not really, though. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I wish I was more elaborate on this one, but it was really just a big snoozer. I didn't think anything was that effective. Like, Don Cheadle was good, I guess. Basically, what happens is Don Cheadle gets brought in on this job with, uh, shit. Who was the other guy? Benicio Del Toro. How do I forget Benicio? Sorry, Benicio. Anyway, it's him and Benicio. They get brought in with your boy, Kieran Culkin, on this job. And the whole thing is like, oh, we're going to be really vague about all this so the story can unfold before you, right? And then all that happens is you waste a bunch of time on this dialogue that doesn't reveal anything. And then what ends up happening is pretty lame and uneventful. Uh, they try to like rob a guy, but it's like a setup. And then again, they like try to reveal it as it goes, but you're not really that interested because you never really get any grasp on the plot at all. Cause they never introduce anything. And so as it unfolds, it's just never lives up to the hype of, Oh, this is going to pay off and be interesting. And it never pays off and it's never interesting. David Harbour plays a cuck which is whack. Uh, That's it. John Hamm is a cop again. We're still supposed to believe this. Come on. I mean, I get it. You want to cast John Hamm. People still think he's famous and relevant. But guess what? Not good. Yet again, he's not an effective police officer. Surprise. He was in Mad Men. Still have yet to see any other credentials. Can we just get up? Can we give up on John Hamm? Please. He wasn't good in Curb. He was not he wasn't good in the town. Anything I've seen with John Hamm, he's just John Hamm. He's not good. I'm sorry. Let's get over it. Cool. You like Dom Draper. Good for you. I don't see the appeal to that show either, frankly, but I could see how he was good at it. You know, playing a soulless, useless person. I don't want to say useless. Couldn't think of a better thing, but you get the point. John Hamm, sorry. You seem very nice and charming. I don't think you're very talented. Moving on. Uh, what else happens? More, more dumb shit, and then it basically has like a burn after reading quality reveal where it's just like, oh, this was all bullshit. Isn't that fun? And it's like, nope. You're just admitting that you wasted my time and couldn't come up with anything better, so thanks a lot. 
I guess you can call that satire if you want. I call it a shitty movie, but that's fine. You know, put your labels on it so you can call yourself an auteur. Not that Soderbergh does. He's pretty humble. I heard him on Marin. And he's a cool guy. And here's a, that's also a thing that I realized. I wanted to consider myself like a Soderbergh guy. I haven't seen that many of his movies ultimately. He's very active. He makes a lot of films. Which gives a lot of room for some of them to be bad. You know, anybody with a long filmography, it's a thing that happens. So, I don't know. Not really a knock, but I guess I'm not a Soderbergh guy is maybe it. Like, Out of Sight's good. The Ocean's Trilogy is really where I'm involved and invested. Uh, Contagion was great, but maybe that's only in retrospect. No, it would have been great no matter what. But I think like the impact of it, it probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have thought as highly without COVID happening. Let's just be honest. Uh, Haywire sucked. You know, I don't know. Still haven't seen Sexualizing Videotape. Not that interested. James Spader, right? Like, I don't know about that. Anyway, and then Matt Damon shows up. They they say that he's uncredited, right? Of course he's uncredited, but he his only work is to show up and just preach these giant monologues where it's like they either beefed up the parts so they could get Damon to do it or they wrote it just for Damon. Regardless, it's just like this is such a dumb part. And he has this thing where he spews off this like meta commentary joke, but it's so on the nose and obvious and also like not relevant to what's happening that it's just like, oh, you just thought that that would be clever to throw that in the script and like wink at the audience. You know what I mean? It's just like it wasn't justified. It wasn't organic. And then, yeah, the reveal is. Oh, it was all for nothing. Haha. But like we gave you nothing ever and then when we try to do any development it's on the characters that don't matter and it's, I don't know. The reviews seem to be great. I don't see why. If you want to say like technical execution and like direction, sure, but like the screenplay horrific. Horrific. The movie has no plot. It looks good. It looks like it's in the past. There's no reason for it to be set in the past, really, other than, like, there's no cell phones. That's about it. It's the only thing that gets accomplished. Uh, Just a misfire. Total misfire. Hated it. Don't watch it. But also, you know, do whatever you want. I don't really care. <laughs> uh, What else? We were. I was going to... See, I've been thinking about, like, oh, why am I not doing more active things on sports corner everybody's favorite segment and like i said football is the only sport that i would feel confident in saying that i know and not that i could be like a coach or talk to a coach or even talk to like any guy who does any professional level analysis probably but maybe who knows i feel like some of those people i feel like you just kind of have to admit that some of those people know what they're saying like any ex-players sure but like, there's probably some people on TV that I could probably hard argue. Let's just be honest. Um, but let's also, for the sake of the argument, say that I can't and whatever. It's still my most confident thing. And that goes with betting. I keep telling myself, stop betting on things you don't know. Namely MMA, because it's the only thing that's weekly and easy to bet on. I keep doing it. I keep losing which is the thing I wanted to talk about on here, the UFC fight. Conor McGregor, come on, you broke your ankle. But also, it didn't matter because I parlayed it with a fight because I thought Greg Hardy would do it just because he was in the NFL. And I just, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's just my logic. But he also had a size and reach advantage, so it's like it did make sense. But still, no. He got embarrassed. Then McGregor breaks his ankle. He gets embarrassed. Not that anybody should be like, look at this pussy. It's like, well, it was an accident. You know what I mean? He didn't like lose. I get that he, like, technically and literally lost, <laughs> you know? But regardless of what Dustin Poirier says, he knows that he didn't actually win that fight, and he wishes he got a chance to actually win it. You know what I mean? I don't think that Poirier feels lucky that that happened. I'm sure he wishes he got to go the full distance as well because they're both very confident that they could win, you know? 
So dumb arguments that people have of like this guy's a pussy and this guy isn't, step in the ring with them and see if they're a pussy. You know, they're not. Like it's just a dumb thing to say. So I would never really say that unless it was CM Punk equivalent because that's justified. You don't belong. But sad and I lost money, so double sad. Uh, finally put my bets while we're talking about bets and I mentioned football. L.A. Chargers to win the AFC West. They're plus 600 to win. You're thinking like, oh, what a stupid move. Listen, the Chargers were better than anybody expected. Justin Herbert was the greatest rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL, and it kind of got swept under the rug because the Chargers kept embarrassing themselves. This year, now, who knows if they'll actually be healthy, but they're finally getting all their guys back again. And maybe if they can just make it to the regular season, they'll have a chance. But they have a huge amount of studs on defense, and they have a great defensive coach now. And regardless, they have a coach who probably will not make the giant blunders that Anthony Lynn always made that put the team in terrible positions. Couple that with the Chiefs playing fucking two Super Bowls straight and high-level football the whole time. They're bound to have a down year, and a down year for them is still making the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to miss the playoffs. They're going to make the wild card. Okay? So hear me out on all those things. Not that I'm, like, trying to be a gambling advice guy, but put money on the Chargers because you'd be dumb not to. Okay? Put a little bit on there. 600 odds. Come on. Uh, wow. See, this is what happens when I drink a little bit before I record. I cannot stay on topic. It reminds me, here I am on a sidetrack, ironically, of in fourth grade. Oh, no, third grade. I was in the third, fourth split, which means I was basically in fourth grade as far as our teacher was concerned. We had to write a paper. When I wrote papers back then, I copied and pasted. Nobody knew any better, right? Anyway, teacher's like, write it in your own words. We're all like, what does your own words mean? So I start writing this thing about Cedar Point in my own words. Ugh, hiccup, sorry. Gonna keep rolling. Professional, questionable. But the heart's there. Uh, I start writing front and back. I'm like a page and a half deep on this thing. Hadn't said a thing. It was all rambling and run on. It was almost remarkable. And I recognized it in third grade. I was like, dude, I haven't even said anything yet. And I threw the whole thing away. And then I copied and pasted some more shit. Anywho, rolling back. Uh, I haven't talked about the hockey thing. Definitely don't know hockey at all, especially because ESPN like doesn't want you to follow hockey. They just like don't acknowledge it anymore. Uh, but I wanted the Islanders to win, and then I definitely didn't want the Lightning to win, so that was a bummer. Nothing to say, really. Uh, if we want to talk NBA Finals again... I don't even really know how basketball works, but I definitely hate the way that it is. Uh, I remember not that long ago when Zebo and Tony Allen run the Grizzlies. I think I've mentioned this multiple times, but they allowed 89 points per game. I remember it. It was less than 90. It was a significant thing because they were like the last team to be able to do that. And now there's like no team that allows less than a hundred points per game, and it's all threes, and nobody can make layups, and it's just a completely different game that I don't like anymore. I liked it when it was physical and tough, and uh, now it is not. It is just a very soft game with a bunch of soft players. Who again? This is not a thing like. It sounds bad who when I just criticized MMA criticizers, but I, I don't mean, again, that I could take any of these guys. I'm just saying you're always bitching. Everything's a foul. Every, everything should be replayed. Flopping has run rampant. Uh, I You know, it's soccer. It's just soccer where there's no goalie, you know? So imagine if in soccer they scored, uh, you know, 50 goals a game. It would be the same sport. You know, so. But that's that. I, I don't know. I hope the Bucks win just because I hate. I used Chris Paul was my favorite player when he was on the Hornets throwing lobs to Chandler. I hated him ever since once he joined the Clippers. But then I like got back on him. It's like, oh, he's on the Thunder. This is a cool story. But then I started watching him now because they're back. You know, the Suns are doing great. Hate the way he plays. The flopping, as mentioned, just 
the arrogance, the complaining, just so much complaining. Can't handle it. So I'm rooting for the Bucks. They just won game three. You know, they'll probably get game four. We got to steal a road game. So we'll see how that happens. I don't know. And then the White Sox, still looking good. World Series champs. Hoping. Their best player, Eloy, still coming. So, hopes are high. Anywho, I don't know what the lead-in for that was. I guess I was saying I don't have a lot of sports updates. Those are all my sports updates, all in one. We just meshed it all in right there. And now we're going to talk what are technically sports movies. You like that transition there? See? Your boy still got it. Your boy still got it. Uh, I was going to do an also the Haitian president was assassinated, but we don't really need to do that. Let's let those details come out as they come. You know, let's wait for that Cuban revolution. Let's get back in there. Let's go to Havana. Let's have a good time. Let's have a couple Sammies, eat some pigs, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Viva la revolution. Or whatever. Or whatever. Anyway, so The Hustler, 1961. Very long time ago, I gotta say, this movie... I don't want to say it ran risk of being a bore, but it did. (laughs) But that is past the time, so I guess, like, what I should have realized is, you know, Marlon Brando gets all the credit, right? For being, like, the first what we would consider modern actor. And that was what, like 53, 52, 54, whatever. Uh, so I guess the nuance for this movie should have been known. The fact that it wasn't just this hammy old school Hollywood tale. But it does have that look and that's kind of what I knew it as. Plus Jackie Gleason's in it. So that just gives me like, oh, this was made in 1940. You know, that's just what enters my mind, even though that's blatantly incorrect. Uh, So I'd never really found myself like, oh, I got to see this flick. And really, I don't know what changed. I guess I just kind of decided it was time. Um, I guess I was more interested in The Color of Money because Scorsese did it. And I just remember as a kid hearing about it. You know, you'd heard I I would always watch like those AFI hundred best whatever specials. And that was kind of the only way I ever heard of any old movies. So the hustler would always come up all the time, and then they would mention that a sequel came out twenty five years later. And when I was a kid, that was a crazy notion. You know, because like what that was one of three movies where that had ever happened, and that's just me saying that. Because as far as I was concerned, that's the only movie where that had ever happened. And maybe it was one of the first. But regardless, I'm sure there's plenty of examples. Film nerds, crucify me later. Uh, And, you know, now it's pretty common. I mean, fuck, Twin Peaks had the season 25 years later. Again, that's part of the plot. It's a whole other story. We don't got to go down the Twin Peaks rabbit hole. One of the greatest things ever made. So I guess not a great example for voicing how it's becoming commonplace. But think like Creed... Just all the reboots that are happening that are also sequels, you know, it's just such a commonplace now that everything is looping back together that I was like, well, let's let's see how they did. <laughs> you know, let's see if maybe this was a spark plug in any way. I don't know. I don't really know what the line of thinking was, but it was just time. So anyway, The Hustler, it's not what you expect. In two ways. It's not what you expect going in. And then once it starts. It's not what you expect the rest of the way. And the former is a bonus. And the latter is a bummer. Um, So let's talk why. right? So it starts off. Your boy. Paul Newman. An American icon. Uh, If you don't like his movies, you should like his products. Newman's own to this day, making great organic food for a great cause. So you got to love Paul Newman just on that aspect. I got a copy of Slapshot on the way. You know, maybe we'll do maybe thinking about doing a little sports movie roundup now. 
because there's some gems. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting distracted. It's hard to stay on track here. If you hadn't noticed. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, that was terrible. I'm sorry. Anywho, Paul Newman walks into a bar. <laughs> so basically, he hustles a guy. They catch that as the intro. And then th- this is my one criticism of the intro. I would have liked to see him do a couple more hustles just to show he's the hustler. Basically, he does one hustle. That's the intro. And then he immediately goes to Minnesota Fats. Now, Minnesota Fats, the underground pool champion of the world. Everybody knows that if you're in the scene, apparently. Minnesota Fats is Jackie Gleason of Honeymooners fame. He was fine. Nominated for an Oscar. I don't really see why. I guess just because everybody loves Jackie Gleason. And that's fair. How could you not? But anyway, it wasn't anything special. But he was the guy. He was the champ. Blah, blah, blah. Fast Eddie shows up, and he's just like, I'm the best. See? And th- th- this is what was old-timey about the movie. He was just like, yeah, I came here to play pool. See? I'm the best pool player in the world. I play pool. Straight pool? Let's play pool. It's like, all right, buddy. <laughs> Let's fucking relax a little bit. You know, I'm fucking meth. Anyway... And then Jack Gleason's like, yeah, I play pool. You want to play pool? Let's play pool. How much you want to play for? And it's like, all right. <laughs> we calling a fucking horse race here? So there's a lot of talking. Like, a lot of dialogue back and forth will end up like that at certain points. And th- that's what dates the movie more than anything. The black and white isn't distracting. It came out in the 60s. You know, like, color movies had been a thing. So it was like a stylistic choice still. As it would be today. You know, maybe not as emphatic of a choice. But... Still, and it was used to great lengths, incredible shots, great cinematography. I think it was nominated and possibly won for best cinematography. Uh, so all of that stuff, like on technical levels, you know, the sets were great. A lot of old movies just look dated because everything on screen, even if the camera quality isn't bad, it just looks, you know, haphazardly put together, very lame dull anyway a lot of detail was put into this everything looked great everything looked very real it was shot on a location in a lot of places uh the pool was done with like the greatest pool player whoever lived like zoomed in jackie gleason did all his own stuff because i guess he was great at it uh and all the pool stuff was amazing and it was shot really well and really cool and it was great to see and it starts off like that right off the bat um Okay, time out here. So, you know, I think uh, the buzz finally caught up with me. I just went about 11, 12 straight more minutes <laughs> unrecorded. You missed a lot of gold in there. I'm going to try to recapture it. Uh, <laughs> but my thing was basically like, okay, The Hustler, great score. Love the jazz music. Uh, throughout, like throughout the whole time, the music was one of the best parts. The cinematography was great. I don't know if I already said that. I don't really care. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, just from here, uh, the movie just turns into a thing focused on their relationship with the hustler and some drunk chick, and she's just like, "I'm a drunk chick. Feel bad for me," and he's just like, "I just want to live at your house for free." And she's like, okay, well, I'm in love with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we're just, I'm just fucking you and living at your house for free while I try to beat this fat guy at pool. And that that's pretty much it. You just have to deal with their weird thing. It's fucking Catherine Martell from Twin Peaks. Big shout out. So that was cool. See the young lady in her heyday. Um, But then... You know, George C. Scott shows up and he's like, you ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. And then he's like, I don't know. George C. Scott was great. His performance was unbelievable. Paul Newman's performance was unbelievable. Jackie Gleason was whatever. I don't understand the Oscar nomination. I think it was just a we love Jackie. Can't, Can't blame him for that. 
think I might have said. I don't know what I've said already. See, this is what's difficult. Because <laughs> it just happened. So now I don't know. Am I saying things that I just said? I don't know. Sorry. Anyway. Anything, th- anything that pivots from the pool, I'm not interested in. So, like, the director had apparently made a conscious effort to be like, this is a pool movie, and then he was like, no, 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 we're going to actually shift the focus to more of this romance, which is crazy because none of that was interesting to me at all in the slightest. They had no real chemistry other than, oh, Paul Newman's a f- one of the most beautiful men to ever walk the earth. <laughs> You know, and like Piper Laurie is a very beautiful woman. So it's just like, there we go. That's about all they have going for it. None of it makes sense even as they talk. It's just like, oh, you look at this classic movie. It's like, what, what, what are we talking about here? What's, where's the classic part of this? What's great about this? Anyway, it does this great, it does a lot about talking about like, you know, the troubles of gambling and running away from your problems and, like, alcoholism, and it touches on all these things. And it's very thematic, and that's great. And I'm sure that that was ahead of its time, and maybe that's a big factor that gets put into play. Uh, but then it turns into, like, a rape movie. And... I don't know. It's just, I don't know, it just, like, was weird. The way that it turns. Where it's just like, oh, George C. Scott just gets to rape this chick and then she kills herself. But then nobody gets to do anything to George C. Scott about it. Because he's rich. It's like, yeah, I guess all of these are maybe kind of relatable things. But I don't know. You know, like maybe that, not relatable, like personally. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe that does touch on like real problems that happen, I suppose. But just narratively, the way the movie is going, it just was like, oh, this is how far we're going. This is going to become this giant melodrama like this. I don't know. I wish it was more about the pool. Like when he gets his thumbs broken again. Well, maybe not again, but I thought it was a sodomy scene. I had to look that one up. (laughs) Uh, That made sense. He got caught hustling. You know, that was a whole thing. And I guess it was kind of hinted at just by George C. Scott's incredible creepy vibes. Like, he was able to give off creepy vibes. And they were pretty unspoken, I will say. It was it was very hinted at that he was a creep. They didn't really do it that explicitly, as far as I remember. Huh. Anyway, so like I did, I guess I did kind of see something coming, but then like you don't see the chick killing herself coming. Uh, but I don't know. You don't see any of the things that happen in the relation. It's just none of it made sense. There was, I don't know. And it's just like, it's not about pool or hustling or anything in those moments. It's like, I guess they're trying to do like the character study of the guy who is the hustler, but it also doesn't really, I don't know. I think it's just a detour and it takes away from the shit that matters. I don't know. Call me a cynic. Call me what you will. <sighs> the cinematography was great. The music was great. The acting was all great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just wasn't that interested in the interpersonal stuff. They go to Kentucky and then there's just like... This really effeminate man. And yeah, I don't know. They play pool, but then it's a different game. And then. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. Just like not a lot. Not as much goes on. As I would like, I guess. Because it's pretty long. It's almost two and a half hours. So I don't know. It's I I don't I can't quite put my finger on I don't know. I guess when it just has that lofty expectation of being this like all-time immeasurable American classic and it's just like yeah, that was good. I I enjoyed that, you know. I'm not going to say that movie sucked. But when you put it up against its expectations, it definitely doesn't live up to them. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm the only guy who's willing to say stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe you don't. That's fine. I don't know. I just calls it like I sees it. That was a potential title for this podcast. Just kidding. Eh, maybe not. I maybe would have called it that. Anyway, that brings us on to the sequel. Well, I don't know if it does. I don't know if I left stuff out. Again, I'm very upset about that having happened. I don't know how that happened. The fly came back again. You guys missed that. I didn't get to record that interaction. Ain't that just my luck? The mishaps just keep fucking happening for this episode. I really don't understand it. The feds don't want you to hear this, but I do. We're going to get this message out there to the people. Anyway, watch the fucking Color of Money. Here's the thing. Watch the Hustler so you can watch the Color of Money. And that's basically what I did. It does add so much because they do nothing in the Color of Money to give you anything about Eddie at all. So Paul Newman plays Eddie 25 years later. Uh, I compare it to Harrison Ford doing well, and again, he's done that multiple times. But I, with his many iconic characters, but I would say with doing Decker because he wasn't much of a character in the original movie. I feel like in The Hustler, he kind of just played Paul Newman. But that was the thing. Like, admittedly, he was like, "You don't have. You need to build character." So the guy was kind of like a "all I have is pool" guy. He doesn't have any stories. Doesn't have any anything. And in this movie, he is definitely a distinguished man with a lot of wisdom. But that's it. They don't really talk. They don't talk much about the original movie. There's not really any reason to. It's set many years later. So here's what I found out. It's the same title as the sequel to the novel, but there is nothing related about the plots at all. So they could have just made this movie anyway, which I find hilarious. But they still waited for the book to come out. So that's cool. It's fun that it's a sequel many years later. Again, it got to be one of the first to ever be that far apart. It's just got to be. And it's Paul Newman. It's Tom Cruise who went full Tom Cruise psycho and dove deep, learned how to play pool. He learns how to do everything. The guy is a lunatic, but he's fucking great. It's in the middle of his peak. Top Gun came out a few months before. Uh, I don't know how this movie didn't make way more money. I feel like Cocktail made way more money than this, which I, I'm going to see soon. We might talk about it. Because uh, I also am going to be watching Days of Thunder soon, finally. Because him with Tony Scott, that's a great combo, obviously. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this movie is so much better. <laughs> it's a straight up Scorsese movie he does all the moves uh, the camera work is unbelievable there's brilliant shots there's brilliant movement everything is slick quick the editing is great the music just like in The Hustler is very contemporary so they do a lot of like synth stuff it's the dude from the band so you know they got good people uh, the music was great. It's all queued up right. I was worried there was going to be like dad rock, Scorsese trope, generic shit. It didn't really happen. Kind of did a little bit, but it all fits. John Turturro's in it. Pleasant surprise. Uh, fucking Forrest Whitaker pops up. It's like, holy shit. What a murderer's row set in fucking right here in Shy City, maybe. Didn't expect that. Um... And well shot, like well effective, real parts of Chicago, like the actual city, not fucking tracking shots of the Sears Tower and the Hancock Center and all that lakefront garbage. Nobody lives there. Just so everyone in America is aware, people don't live there. Really? Like technically, yes. Definitely not by the Sears Tower. Um anyway, so it's great to see that. He's fast Eddie. But he's kind of not. He's just like a way older, wiser man with a ton of charisma. They do kind of talk the same, like the fast talk thing, I guess. You want to say that? But I don't think it's anything that distinguishable. But Tom Cruise, the new hotshot, 
Eddie's takes him under his wing, wants to show him how to hustle. My biggest critique, I guess, is that they don't really show how to hustle that much. Like, they did all the hustling stuff in The Hustler, and this one they don't... They just don't really talk about, like, anything. Everything just kind of happens. And then... There's not a lot of him, like, being under his wing. Tom Cruise just, like, doesn't listen to the things Paul Newman says, but then travels to the places he tells him to travel to, and then when they get there, he still doesn't listen again. And then that just keeps happening. So that doesn't really make sense. That was my biggest gripe. But I'm engaged the entire time. Like, this movie makes you lock in. Everything is so... I was just going to say engaging again. <laughs> But it's so fast, it's quick, the shots are great, and this movie does what the first one claimed to want to do originally, which is just focus on pool. A lot of it is just shots of pool, shots of pool, shots of pool. And I fucking watched Siskel and Ebert's review on this because it got two thumbs down, which is unbelievable. Ebert was like, the shots of pool in this are terrible. They're just like trick shots for a commercial it's like dude are you kidding they're these laser focused shots of people hitting the ball 100 miles an hour because that's what you do when you play pool okay and there's wide shots in it too maybe not the same way as the hustler the hustler is the one that looked like an infomercial where everything is laid out and there's just hands being displayed like you ever watched qvc it's exactly how they lay it down so i just don't appreciate the inaccuracies in that raj Okay, and then they, him and he, him and Siskel were both like, yeah, I wish the women were more in this movie. And it's like, what are you talking about? It's a movie about pool. And they're like, yeah, we knew exactly what was going to happen. They were going to face each other in the end. It's like, yeah, of course we knew that. It was building to it the entire time. What are you talking about? You know? It's like, what, you didn't think that at the end of The Hustler he was going to win? Like, we knew that that's what that was building to as well. So it's just like, if you want to do the whole, like, predictability thing, I, I don't really understand why you thought that the color of money was going for, like, this unpredictable, you know, genre-bending, earth-shattering moment. Like, what what story did you think you were going to see? What was possibly going to happen? Anyway... So, yeah, I would just say the thing that gets fractured is, like, when they eventually split up, Cruz and Newman, and the thing that just didn't connect was it just chooses to focus on Newman, whereas, like, if this movie was done today, this movie would be Creed. Like, it's basically Creed. But instead of being about the young guy, it this movie is just about Paul Newman. But I, I guess I just didn't think that that was what it was going to be leading to. So anyway, they split up and it sticks with Paul Newman. And then I'm just like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise has been doing all this stuff. And it's like, oh. So this movie's like, you know what I mean? It, like It's not even about both of them to where we can go watch them on their own. It's like, no, the narrative focus is just on Paul Newman. I thought that was an interesting choice and that was probably the one thing I would have changed. Like, when they split up, probably had that extra thing. Well, there's one other thing I definitely would change, which is the fucking ending, where it's like, it just ends. I thought there was going to be, like, another hour left in the movie. I could have watched this. There could have been, if there was the three and a half hour cut of this movie, I'd be all over it. Or maybe just three. But you know what I mean? It just it just ends very abruptly, which I, that's the one thing I'll agree even with uh, the at the movies fellas. It's like, what the fuck? That's just how this is going to go? Definitely doesn't satisfy, but... It is just so engaging the entire way through that I'm not that upset about it. Because also it kind of left the door open for a third one. It's kind of what they were trying to do. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. I read that Jackie Gleason was like, they tried to force Jackie Gleason into the movie. He was still alive at the time. And uh, there was just no way to do it, which makes sense because there was no way to do it. Because... It was perfect. It's a perfect movie. Again, the ending's not great, but it's like, how would you end it? There's no way to end it. It's a movie about pool. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't get that. F Somebody could have won the tournament that they were in, I guess. But, like, here's what I'll say. I definitely, did, they did have a showdown, which we expected to happen, and then the reveal is that he fucking flaked him. 
spoiler, movie came out fucking 35 years ago. He should have seen it by now. But regardless, they revealed that he had fucking listened and hustled him. And it does come back. And it's like, oh, there is hustling in this movie. And it does all add up. And I didn't see that fucking thing coming. Nobody did. So, fuck you, Gene Siskel. (laughs) I don't know. I loved it. I'm going to watch it again and again. Probably again. And look, Paul Newman won the Oscar. I don't know if there's any slack against that. Because I know it was a scenario where it was like, oh, we're finally going to give him his. Let's get him his. Uh, cause he definitely deserved one, but either way, he deserved it for this one. He was great in this movie. I looked up the other nominations. It's not like there's a glaring oversight or anything like that. So hopefully there's no like a negative thing about like, oh, Paul Newman didn't, shouldn't have got that one. He should have got it. He should have got it whether he had had one before or not. He was fucking amazing. I thought Cruz was a little off. If anything, he was just so like crazy and unpredictable that he would just like explode into screaming at random moments or just like you know what I mean his decision making just didn't really make sense and I will say the worst the worst part about this movie 100% was the relationship between Tom Cruise and his girlfriend listen pool movies just shouldn't have relationship things in them they basically admit that these characters shouldn't be seeing people anyway and the whole thing is about I don't know And anyway, this one was less in the morality factor and it was more of a like, just like watch me type of thing. Uh, Because Tom Cruise doesn't even really get beat up that bad. I don't know. They just have, they have such different tones and such different goals, the two movies. But when it all boils down to it, like The Color of Money is a straight up Scorsese movie. And it's like a high-quality, high-level Scorsese movie. And the thing is that, you know, the narrative is that it is not. And that it is wrong. And it's totally misleading. And maybe that's the factor, is that one I was supposed to think was um, an amazing thing, and one I was supposed to think was disappointing, and it went vice versa. So who knows? Maybe just the expectations played the entire role. Impossible to gauge. You know, maybe you hear what I'm saying, you go watch both movies, and you're like, oh, well, I thought that The Hustler was great, and that The Color Money didn't live up to what you said. And it's like, well, so then nobody can ever win anything, and maybe criticism is flawed, and maybe we just broke down all the reasons why. Maybe I just ended journalism. Who's to say? You know, the future will tell. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just waiting. You know, Scorsese's still going. Why don't we do the third one? Why doesn't Cruz take on Michael B. Jordan? Or whoever. Ansel Elgort. Whatever hot young property is Roman Hollywood ready to hit a cue. Let's bring him in. Let's get, uh, what can we call it? I don't know. Just eight ball, maybe this time. <laughs> I don't know. It was I don't know the pool. I don't know the pool shots were great in both movies. One just had a more engaging plot than the other, and it's Scorsese. Like, what are you gonna do? He's the best. So I don't know. It's like I feel bad almost saying like, oh, the Scorsese one's better, but I also did kind of expect it. Like, in the back of my mind, I was like, how is there any chance that Scorsese did a worse job than this other guy I've never heard of? And maybe I should have heard of him. Maybe that's my fault. I don't know. I still don't know what his name is, the guy who did The Hustler. So, maybe that'll tell you something. Because I bet you don't either. But I bet you know who Marty Scorsese is. So, let's leave it at that. They're both great movies. Again... You know, all the fucking hurdles I had to jump through this episode, including fucking cutting out 15 minutes of my own episode. So this ended up worse than it should have been. And I'm fucking mad, but I don't care. It's over now. What can you do? We'll see you next week. I don't really know what the plan is. I guess we'll have to see what shows up at the house. We'll have to see who shows up at the house. Wink, wink. You never know. 
Um, <sighs> see, I'm just going to feel like I forgot to say a bunch of shit now. And it's just bullshit. Whatever. It's time to wrap it up. Watch the movies. Let me know what you think. Rate review, subscribe to the show. Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, YouTube. You know, check out the video. We got the video special live from New York. It's just one episode, but still, if you haven't listened to it, go watch it instead. That's a cool thing. Uh, we got music, music videos. We got it all linked in the description below. Check out all the stuff. New stuff coming soon. Uh, new episode next week, as always. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.